Hello and welcome to episode number 27 of the IMO podcast, I believe. God damn, episode number 27. We're three episodes shy from 30. And that means we've almost made like three quarters of the year. This podcast is still close to being a year old. How you guys been? By the way, I'm your host, Yusuf Musa, and welcome to the IMO podcast. If you're one of those listeners who just jumped into a new episode. Uh, how have you been the new person and how have you guys been the old people actually you both equally I have to I don't know you apart from that maybe oldies get better better treatment nah newbies are good um hope you're doing well I'm doing well uh just tired tired as fuck man tired as hell my sleeping program is fuck I had an essay due in on Wednesday at 4pm and I decided not to keep it until 4pm uh, and uh, actually do it the day before or actually work on it the day before and finish it maybe in the morning of that day and a.m. times and uh, it made me end up sleeping at 7 a.m. and then uh, I woke up at 10 for some other reason uh, on uh, Wednesday and uh, snoozed uh, a couple hours then woke up at 2 then use my phone and didn't meditate. Didn't meditate twice a day, and and just something annoyed me. And then uh, something. Basically, the way I've just been contemplating the the certain behavior of a certain friend, and uh, I just don't know how to deal with it. Um, and it's I don't know. Maybe distance is the best way to deal with it. Um. But uh, pretty much, yeah, I don't want to get into it that much because they might be listening and ugh, don't want to fucking cause gossip. But it's just certain behaviors that have been annoying me recently and uh, I can't be asked to confront the person on it because it, it sort of attacks their internal character and... Um, this character is quite stubborn and uh, it could lead to the end of a friendship which I don't want but uh, yeah so pretty much that's it I'm just wiping some dust off uh, my monastan so I'm just left with the idea of uh, managing how I talk in front of him and being extra sort of cautious of what I say around this this same friend and uh, which is not great to have around friends I just want people to chill with and not let them analyse everything I fucking say and unfortunately I've got friends like that who analyse every fucking shit I say um, to and then have their own perception about it and keep their own perception about it without even asking me or telling me to clarify uh, which is which is annoying, and uh, I guess I can't. It's a, it's an attribute that is part of being human, and you can't really avoid it in any way. Like, hey, no, no, no. So, uh, and, uh, if I expand into it with my friendship group, I just like, I just there's no point because it could lead to further contact and potentially the end of a friendship. Because I can't be. I'm usually very tired when when I chat with them on Discord. It's, it's in the middle of the night. And, um. Yeah, so in the middle of the night, and I can't, I can't debate. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a morning person. My prime times are in the morning. Like I, I perform best in the morning after breakfast, after tea. 
and for me to like uh, argue with someone in the morning is just not worth it <laughs> and for me to argue with someone at the night which is where I, I chat with most of my friends because of the discord server they will just come in and play apex uh, it's just not worth it as well because i won't be able to deliver my point properly so it's, it's a certain paradox and the best way i can avoid this is just not care and that I, I genuinely 70 percent of it i just don't care but 30 percent of it, it just irks me to an extent and that 30 percent tends to build up later develop certain you know uh, uh, rages before my sleep like i can't believe he's started doing this and doing that and then just calm me up every time i'm trying to talk and then ah uh, it's just some people you just gotta just gotta tolerate them for who they are. You can't have perfect friends, and this friend isn't perfect. But his his attributes that make him a great friend are better than well, great make him a good bad friend. I fucking appreciate the fuck out of having him as a friend, and I've had him for, for a really long time, so there's no point in sort of divorcing it. <laughs> I, I want to end the friendship. That's just sad, and no, and like. I enjoy him, so it's just he's still a friend, which means that his positive attributes are way better than his negative attributes. But this is something that irked me and has built up, and it sort of got a little bit of a jump start yesterday, and I couldn't sleep. Uh, but granted, my phone was also with me. I was doing a lot of fucking chess puzzles because I'm fucking sadder. And who owns a premium subscription on Chess dot com? Uh, who has the uh, unlimited puzzles? And, uh, yeah, so I just did that for the rest of the night and uh, I just started researching a lot of chess openings. I did this whole chess personality bullshit on how would you... Yeah, I've been playing a lot of chess, guys. I have been playing a lot of chess. I did this whole chess personality bullshit on how... Uh, what's your chess personality and then they'll character... It's a bit like the 16 personalities test where in the end they'll tell you celebrities that are similar to you. But in the end, this is uh, Grandmasters. And I got uh, Emmanuel Lescar, who's the longest running chess world champion ever. He's more like a, it's the surging characteristic. And uh, pretty much uh, his opening uh, is the uh, Rui Lopez Spanish opening and uh, the uh, for white and then the black, it's either the Rui Lopez or 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 the Queen's Gambit decline. So I got two books on those, and fairly modern ones. Like I'm going to learn the modern Rui Lopez and the uh, what's it called uh, Spanish uh, and the modern version of a Spanish the, the, uh, the no the modern version of a Queen's Gambit decline. Uh, the Queen's Gambit decline book is, came out in 2017, and the modern Rui Lopez book came out in 2020, fairly recently. And I just bought it because fuck it. Granted, if you're a startup like me, you shouldn't get into theory initially, but I'm like, eh, who cares? I'm not, like, going to be taking this seriously. I just enjoy the game. And uh, to anyone who thinks chess is a measure of intelligence, no, it's not. Like, if you're bad at chess, that doesn't mean you can't be a rocket scientist. Um, it really doesn't. Uh, anyone who thinks that is just either... Um, stupid or hasn't lived long enough to realize how people function in terms of intelligences there's different types of intelligence the person who's good at chess is just really good at solving puzzles like what's it's not like he's just really good at problem solving and yes that's a good attribute but it's not like 
the prime attribute. There are many people who it, it, it's a image based problem solving uh, platform, not a verbal problem solving platform. Uh, and uh, you know, like writers, obviously in the verbal sort of uh, uh, scheme of being, when it comes to problem solving, you know, the novel, how you're gonna set up the plot, and then you know, your structure and the screenplay, those are verbal forms of, of, of intelligences. So this chess is purely a image based like pan recognition and spatial awareness. Uh, so it's not like it's gonna affect. Uh, maybe there's a link between it and maths, but uh, it's not that big because uh, maths is so much more. Is yeah, maths is so much more complex than chess. <laughs> so, but generally speaking, people that are good at maths are generally good at chess. Like I'd expect it, but if you're a maths genie and you're not good at chess, and just don't worry about it. It's, chess isn't. Chess is a measure of intelligence of one aspect, and that is just. Um, calculation but the calculation being like oh if i take this what will happen and knowing oh sorry rang the bell accidentally a spatial awareness and just uh image recognition uh what is it what was i yeah image recognition like a sort of position recognition which bobby fisher was really good at uh pattern recognition that's the word i'm looking at image pattern i just said it fucking my week like five minutes ago and uh, let me minimize this i don't like seeing the clock uh for those you know i'm recording on adobe audition and i don't like seeing the clock recording um because it weirds me out um so yeah i played a uh his friend uh the friend of of uh the friend that sort of annoyed me uh has is a friend who has a the friend of a friend who annoyed the friend who annoyed me has a apartment mate who's a, a 1.7 on fide rating and i just i don't want to play him but he just pressured me to play because fuck it let's see how, what, what this chess bullshit is all about and i knew i was gonna lose anyway like i was it was just a waste of time but thank god i was pressured because i was like oh i can see how advanced players think you know because in chess they'll come just raid you're playing against people that are on the same sort of level of you and obviously as you win more you gradually rise in level and um he, he's like 1.7 feet a rank the higher the better magnus carlson world's number one is like 2800 and so he's barely he's not even an im but 1.7 is still nothing to joke about like legit that's like someone who can who'd be a problem for ims um certain ims actually i don't know but like it'd be a problem for most players like that's not a, an achievement that should be looked down upon really, really shouldn't and um by i am i mean international master and then there's grandmaster and there's super grandmaster so, so yeah just playing with him and then just noticing how he thinks and then the, the things that i've well granted this was like four o'clock in the morning i was tired as fuck and he was freezing because the fucking uh, heating in the, in the apartment that he lives in isn't that good so it was an equal thing um i later on analyzed the games and i was like oh yeah that's where i fucked up that's where i fucked up there this is where i fucked up and then not like full-on analysis where i was like oh you know trying to memorize i just analyzed it because for me to reach his level is going to take a while so 
I know it's a wrong thing, but I just couldn't be asked to fully analyze it. But he he said that I'm like worth like a 1.1k at the moment in terms of chess rating. Like, there's no way I'm a 400. And you know, I've been only been playing it seriously for two weeks. Uh, granted, I'm not like a fresh player. I've, I've, I know the basic moves. I've, I've played. I remember in, in in my first year of six form, I played for like two months. Um, against like like my friends so Quinan, I think I played against Kieran and then my old friend Naomi and Quinan together and I played against and that matches that aren't serious and they shouldn't be looked at as like oh you know big matches and then uh, I lost a match against Rocky who obviously knows chess uh, who knew who just beat me like I, even though I took his queen um, I just didn't know what to do. It was just playing. I just there was a chess set. I liked how it looked. Uh, it was a plastic sort of foldable thingamabob, and just the pieces were big. I liked how it looks. It was, I think it was a Jacques chess set. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm very much not sure. Um, I just liked how it looked. It wasn't like a serious thing. And then uh, now I'm just taking it seriously. I, I only played chess because I liked how the chess pieces looked. They were big. The board was big. It just looked like something that's satisfying. Played a match against a friend of mine named Charlie, which is perfect proof of um, in- intelligence of different spheres. Uh, Charlie is studying... Uh, 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 I forgot what it's called. I think he's studying uh, Japanese and and uh, Asian history or something in Cambridge. <laughs> so it just shows you that I, I beat Charlie in, in the match, but... He's way more intelligent than me, like way more. Uh, he, like, in terms of why excelling, uh, I don't know what my attributes are, but I know definitely what he excels in is much higher. Like, if you want to compare it to uh, the graphs, fucking Cambridge. And I beat him, um, which was just, you know, uh, if I, <laughs> I beat a guy from Cambridge. But then again, <laughs> Oh, my Optimus Prime just fell. Oh no, my my uh, small Megatron just fell. Not Masterpiece Megatron. Fuck, that shit is expensive. And I do not want to buy it at the moment. Because uh, I might get fired for the coming months. Uh, yeah, quarantine extended into three months or two months, I believe. And uh, makes my job security much more sensitive. But, um, wait, is it episode 27? It's episode 28. The fuck? Oh, yeah. It's episode 28, guys. Uh, uh, this shows you how tired I am. It, it definitely shows you how tired I am. It's episode 28. Um, I just... Uh, fuck. Yeah, that's how tired I am. Uh, I've slept at four, five, six today as well. So similar timing in terms of sleep. Let's hope I don't repeat it this today because I meditated twice. I made sure I meditated twice. I didn't get anxiety. It shows how much I'm reliant on this meditation bullshit. Because if anything, if I don't meditate during the day and anything that pisses me off, it really pisses me off. Like, oh, fuck, it pisses me off to the fucking core. And uh, meditating for me seems to uh, show me the necessities of, of, of anger. Like when... To be like, oh yeah, you fucked up on that. You need to fix up. Like, self, it regulates self hate and self deprecation. Like, I, I don't know. Like a normal human being would deal with this. Oh, like when you really, like, instead of focusing on 
situations, any a, a plethora of situations you fucked up, you decide to just focus on the important situations that you fucked up. And for me, like that's just like when it comes to stand up, you know, when I fucking bomb, when I get a bad joke in, or when I I do an okay performance, or even most of the time. Uh, when I do, not most of the time I do a really good performance, but most of the time when I do a really good performance, I also just fucking hate myself a lot because it's like I could have done better. And then um, one time, one time I was like, hey, let me, uh, let's see what my, my uh, this is my other friend, not the one that was mentioned initially. Let's see what my friend, uh, it was her birthday. And uh, let's see, oh, fuck it, I was sent her an audio clip of my last, my last stand-up gig uh nice and spiky um in the uk um before quarantine uh and uh i did well uh skipped some of the jokes i skipped a fucking big ass sentence uh big ass chunk of the bit which is fucking annoying because that's the best bit because it's it what makes it even more creative because it's it's this sort of take on the 72 virgins bullshit i know listen i'm brand new i've been doing it for listen i've only been doing it I've only gigged 20 times. You can't. I can't even tell you I've been doing it for fucking years. But years, I mean, I've been, like, performing every day. No, I've only done it 20 times. And, um... You see, but, like... Excuses, excuse me, but, like... When I do it 50, I'm gonna hate myself. Because it's like, you should already have that bit figured out. But this 20, it's like, beginners, you know... Once you understand the dynamics of a beginner, you can excuse yourself. But I did well, and everybody said I was funny. Even even the the vets said you were good for a fucking a twenty um, for for a uh, person on his twentieth gig. Some guy who went to mock the week said I was good as well. I was, he was like, I wish I was that funny on my twentieth gig. Mock the weeks for the people abroad is a sort of uh, a comedy show, uh, sort of a variety comedy show in in the UK where people come in. And prepare their bits and do their stand-up. And this guy was on Mock the Weeks. He wasn't going to be on the BBC next week. He said, I wish I was that funny uh, when I was 20. And speaking of which, if you listen to the our previous episode, my friend Ramon, that's how I met my friend Ramon. And he also told Ramon that he was funny. So me and Ramon did the same amount of gigs. And, uh, but still, I knew I messed up. There were so many things I messed up. The, the beginning was strong. And the uh, opening joke, which was riffed just because... Like I saw people with two maroon shirts, and I decided to say, "Hey guys, are you guys? Uh, you guys? Well, I love how you guys are matching in maroon color for Halloween. Are you guys uh, siblings, married? Uh, are you guys cousins, married, or both? You know, but it was nice to find someone who can relate to my parents. Um, yeah, that joke and that opened, but it was just too. It wasn't like too. It wasn't fleshed out in terms of its timing, and I fucking hated the, the fact that I started that way. And then the other joke comes in and the other joke and then they're still not as fluid and the the instrument is rusty that's what i'm trying to say the instrument the timing and everything i knew like i know my instrument more than anyone else and even when people told me i did well i just fucking hated myself to an extent and then i was like hey let me everybody said well let me see if what would boost me i give it to a friend and um I gave it to the most honest friend I know, which is a mistake. <laughs> and she just criticized it to the core. And she's over, like, you know when someone criticizes it, when it's just a bunch of criticisms? And then in the end, I was like, oh, my God. But overall, I can't believe you made people laugh, which is fucking difficult on stage. Like, I was like, yeah, thank you. 
Um, I'm not a fucking crazy insecure maniac. That wasn't up to par. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Um, so where were we? That was a fucking tangent. I'm too tired to remember where were we in terms of tangents. Um, we were talking about... Uh, so I think it was related to... Yeah, fuck it, who cares? I'm going to move on. Um, I, I can't remember. <laughs> I genuinely can't remember. I'm functioning on four hours of sleep, guys. Please allow it. Just allow it. Uh, no coffee, just tea in the morning and uh, no uh, sort of brain boosters. Uh, so I just want to fucking sleep today. And uh, then work on an essay regarding uh, the uh, effectiveness of civil uh, rights. Uh, the uh, uh, sort of data shows that yeah, civil rights are more effective than uh, uh, than uh, what's the other one? The normal rights than than uh, what's that fucking other one? Than aggressive riots? I don't know. I'll find it. I don't even. I've got an essay due on the thirteenth, and it's basically devaluing the effectiveness of civil rights. And the data shows that civil rights are more effective as a form of rioting. But uh, my argument will be that maybe the reason why it is more effective is because it's still a brand new form of of rioting. And and if you look at the trends early on, civil rights were succeeding like crazy, and then it was a downward spiral slowly, still performing better than aggressive riots. Uh, uh, well, there's a word aggressive doesn't sound too uh, political uh, there's a word you know? uh, excuse me so uh, civil rights perform better than, than aggressive riots and uh, you can see initially when civil rights were created they were really successful because nobody knew how to counter them uh, but as the science on it improved and people were able to predict and and uh, know what would happen. The the reason why civil rights get so much claim is because uh, dictators and uh, autocratic leaders early on, uh, sort of like autocratic like military regimes early on, were like, fuck it, let's just attack these people. But the thing is, when it's a civil riot and they attack them, um, it gives the it, it, and it's and it's put on the news. It gives the people, uh, the other people, more of a reason to side with the civil rights because they were doing a peaceful riot. Uh, so why are you being aggressive with them? So that's the re- main mistakes that many autocratic regimes and dictators fell into uh, when the civil rights were going on. But uh, as time progressed, the uh, scale in which civil rights were gaining a success was slowly decreasing. And uh, one of the reasons is because people have sort of figured out how to counter them. And the best way to counter them is to uh, just ignore it. <laughs> Yeah, ignore the angry people on the street crying about some black guy who got killed. <laughs> That's one of the suggestions, which is just stupid because the more the heavier the issue, the much tougher it is to ignore a civil riot. But when it's something as mediocre as like we don't want a WhatsApp tax uh, in Lebanon um, attacking the civilians rioting against it will not help the incumbent at all by incumbent i mean the fucking person holding the the uh the uh, legislator the winning party the government um so yeah but the trend goes down in terms of successful civil rights still better than the than 
then uh, civil rights were still performing better than aggressive rights. Uh, fuck, I hate this fact that I'm using the uh, aggressive rights, but please be with me. Uh, and But they're still bad, but only by a margin, maybe like a, three, maybe like by like 30% more successful. Um, and uh, maybe that's because the uh, you know, the autocratic regimes and dictators figured out how to counter them. Uh, but they'd still, in my opinion, be better, more effective than civil rights because the science on them is still brand new for the meantime. And aggressive riots uh, is very old and the science behind it is well established and dictators know how to deal with that shit. Aggressive riots are like a fucking fly in a fucking car. I just drive through it for dictators. Um... The aggressive riots are like a fly in a fucking facing a car. They just drive through it, you know, f- for dictators. Uh, why am I repeating? I said it wrong. Aggressive riots. Uh, you know what I mean, but I just want to say it right. Aggressive riots are like a fly facing a car for dictators. They just drive through it. Does that? Did I just repeat what I said three times? You know what? I'm going insane. That's, you get what I mean. You get what I mean. It sounded better in my head, but it doesn't seem to be sounding better in my head when I say it. Um, yeah, that's the, this is life right now. Uh, corona, stuck at home. Um, <laughs> obviously, I want to kill myself. <laughs> Fucking repeat the same thing to correct it. And turns out it was right. I think it was right. Actually, I don't know. Listen, let's give up. Um, the history behind aggressive rights is much more established than civil rights still, so... There's still some more nuanced layers to be uncovered in the future with the use of civil rights. Um, yeah, so that's probably going to be my conclusion. I've still got to read more. I'll start reading for starting from tomorrow. Man, I can't be asked. I can't be asked. My cigars came. Uh, I got a, a short story, Hemingway, from Arturo Fuente. I got uh, a, a JYD Antano CT in a Toro and. Uh, Robusto, JYD was higher than Nicaragua. I would say JYD because it's much quicker. Nicaraguan. Uh, yeah, I think the Arturo Fuente is Honduran. Yeah, it's not It's not Dominican. It's definitely Honduran. And I got, oh, what else did I get? I got a uh, My Father Le Bijou 1922 in Petit Robusto because there's a I seem to be leaning on more sweeter cigars, maybe because I'm a beginner, and then later on I develop a pad of more sweeter, creamy cigars. Uh, still, the best cigar I've ever smoked was a uh, was a Hoya uh, de Nicaragua uh, JYD Lambasador Numero Uno, which was fucking that was my birthday cigar, and mate, it was fucking perfect. Um, uh, my my the cigar shop I know is uh, selling Andalusian Bulls, which was the uh, uh, La Flora Dominicana. Andalusian Bull, uh, which is the cigar of 2016 uh, by Cigar Fanoa, the number one. I've got the 2019 one, uh, still aging. I've got to keep it in my humidor for a month. And then I got a Tatawahe uh, Reserva, number nine. And uh, this was made in the My Father factory, so it was pretty well handcrafted, when, if you know any thing about cigars. Uh, but it arrived, it arrived, fuck, it, it arrived, arrived, this, I'm, I'm dying, it arrived fucking dry as hell, so let's hope I can save it in this fucking bovida pack that I have, um, uh, Andalusian bulls seem to have a sweeter note, so I'm, let's hope they stay in stock for next month, 
uh, otherwise uh, I put a cap on myself I ain't spending more than 50 a month on cigars no way like no way I could buy it now and then later on decrease it off the cap but I know myself I'll be like I survived through that month why not try like I'll probably just spend because if I were to buy Andalusian Bulls I would buy another cigar for £8 uh, the uh, Davidov uh, the uh, limited edition special 53 uh, with the Andalusian balls and they'll top it up to 60 and then free delivery and adios amigos um, but if I buy if I do that right now I know for a fact that I will next month when I get my furlough pay I will spend another 50 it's not like I'm going to decrease it later on I just know it. I know myself, and it's good to know yourself. Again, about knowing your instrument. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's what we were talking about. Uh, something we were talking about that on the fucking uh, the stand up last stand up gig. Um, yeah, it was just pretty much those are the cigars I got. Uh, I'm given the current state of the UK. I was planning to smoke the uh, Antano CT Robusto and uh, the Rotoro, and then he'll, my friend will smoke the Robusto. I borrowed his guitar. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope uh, I'd still manage to get out. I want to get out. He welcomed me to his house, but I don't know if my parents will be okay with it. Still haven't spoken to them about it. Um, but either way, who cares? Um, uh, I got my uh, great granddad's. Uh, there's a thing called Sibha, and I don't. Sorry. There's this thing called Sibha in Arabic. I don't know what it's called in 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 English, but basically it's like you. It's like a bunch of beads. Uh, it's like a beaded sort of bracelet or necklace, depending on the size. The one I'm holding right now is a necklace, but uh, let's not confuse you. Um, uh, because you know what? Oh, fuck it. Let's not confuse you even further. Just ignore what I said about it being a necklace uh, or, or, or a bracelet. But yeah, pretty much it can come in a uh, size and it's beads and f- uh, the space between each bead. And then for each bead, you just say uh, a prayer. So those are subhats. And I have my granddad's. I've never managed to meet my granddad, but just somehow, some way, my older brother came to the house and he said, Yo, this is granddad's subha. I used to do his prayers in it, you know. And I was like, yo, give it to me. And then I put it in the safe. Um, he's like, do you want it? Yeah, I'll keep it. He already has uh, our grandmother's uh, praying mat. So this uh, it was pretty cool to have, to have his, my granddad's about. Considering the fact that I never knew him. He died before I was born. and uh, Or maybe during I was born, early stages. And then I also never knew my grandmother. Uh, you know, she had died when I was born. But I just was too young to know then uh, because I was living in Lebanon back then um, I, she knew me when I was in the UK obviously and she used to just change my diapers and all that but I just don't have a a, 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 a memory of her first time I ever saw my dad cry when my when his mother died um, my grandmother for those confused um, yeah it's just, it's just she just came up to me and it has this sort of uh, you know how when in 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 Jordans and certain Jordans when they get get 
too much UV light, there's a, a yellowing starts to occur, uh, like a Jordan 6 or something. When they get too much uh, contact with the sun, the, the plastic, the zoom area starts to yellow. And it, it had that color. So maybe it was clear and then it starts to yellow over time, which increases it's the story behind it. Uh, I could just imagine my granddad's stressful moments and then him just using it to relax or to hope for better times. Um, yeah, crazy. Crazy to have that. It's like a piece of history, man. Um, for me, a piece of family history. Um, yeah. Uh, well, it's just been playing Apex. Uh, playing a lot of chess. Um, pretty much that's it. I've got nothing left for what? For fucking follow going standard uh, because corona pandemic going uh, corona lockdown got extended and it's getting worse with this new variant if any of you who live in, uh, internationally know that the uk is the fucking mother for that new variant and i live in the hottest area for that new variant because uh i live in a cheap area and cheaper people are well i hate to say this but white trash i live around white trash I'm not saying that every white person around me is in my area is trash, but the p- percentage of them being a white trash is very high. <laughs> and uh, this white, those white trash don't know how to take care of COVID. Not in, in Romford, it's all right. In, in Romford, it seems decent. There's gaps. People are more sensitive. Romford is a more conservative area. People are rich. But in places like fucking Dagnum, na-na-na, it's, it, mate, it's like a fucking zoo. You go to a Tesco in Dagnum Heathway, Oh, oh my lord. COVID to the word. And uh, those are the areas near me. Like, Dagenham Heathway is only like 40 minutes away by bus and then 20, 25 minutes by car. Um, yeah. So I live, I live in the area where the new variant was born, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what a wonderful world. A small world, isn't it? Uh, hopefully it spreads... As quickly as it leaves. That's what I'm hoping for. Because. The quicker the spread. And the more. But obviously. This is a stricter to lockdown yet. The more likelihood of a quicker. Sort of trough. In the graph. Like the quicker. End of cases. You know. And the vaccines are rolling out. Pfizer and Oxford. Uh, def- uh, f- definitely go for the Oxford if you have a chance. Don't fucking take the Pfizer. I don't fucking trust Pfizer. Those guys gave AIDS medicine to children in Africa and it fucking killed them. The Pfizer, that's Pfizer for you. Don't fucking go to Pfizer. Just go for the Oxford one. I trust it more. And uh, the Oxford one is being given out for free. Uh, obviously, you have to buy it internationally, but it's given out for free to UK citizens. It's not like, because obviously Oxford is in the UK. It's not like it's, uh, there's a pharmaceutical company trying to take advantage of the situation like Pfizer. So if you have a chance, make sure you take the the Oxford one over the Pfizer one. Just for safety's sake, I don't trust the Pfizer one. Uh, make sure you just do that. Please, just take the Oxford one. Don't take the Pfizer one. I don't care. I, I genuinely don't care. Um, Brexit happened. <laughs> Because it happened ages ago, but I never spoke about it. For me, looking at this deal and the way we weren't denied 668 billion 
worth of the tariff trade. Um, it was a good deal. Boris did a good job. And from the EU's perspective, the pandemic really helped Boris get that deal because they know an economic crash is imminent and uh, they know that a lot of countries will need to resort on austerity and loans from the world the, the, from the European Central Bank and the lesser the countries the easier that is so someone just knocked the door sorry the lesser the countries the easier that is for them and obviously Germany's going to do the same thing they did in fucking 2008 with the collapse of the Lehman Bank and, and after the collapse of the Lehman Bank they were like each country for their own so it's a good thing we managed to leave with such a solid deal and COVID definitely helped. The potentialities for us recovering quicker from this economic crash, I do not know. But I'm leaning on the 60% side because we're independent of any sort of debt from the central bank. So it was very high, actually. My, my friend who does forex trading told me it actually will recover quicker from the economic crash. Uh, did he actually? No, he said we'll get a delayed economic crash. Yeah, he said we'll get a delayed one. Um, but either way, there's still a close tire trade deal, but at least we don't have to deal with the European Central Bank loans. Um, and we're an independent country. Uh, so, the first time I ever said it, Brexit actually came well. I wasn't, I was impartial towards Brexit I didn't have an overall I was apolitical towards it I didn't have a opinion um I didn't care to me I just never traveled abroad a lot so um I mainly my main thought process is just get good at comedy and you get to travel these countries um so and I tend to not like holidays that much Unless there's a sort of reason behind it, such as like going to Mexico during the Day of the Dead, because I'm so fascinated by the achievements of the dead, and I want to like celebrate their achievements and make the dead feel good. I don't know. I just I just appreciate the fuck out of the dead. Um, maybe that probably that would probably be a reason, but I would never go to a holiday if I don't feel like I deserve it, and usually. Because of my self-criticizing us, I never deserve it. And I'm comfortable with that. I'm genuinely comfortable with not deserving a holiday. Um, granted, it's psychotic, but I don't even take holidays off work. I never I never bother just because I can't be asked to go through the workday bullshit. Uh, workday is the app that we use in work. Um, it's just two buttons on the app. like, But I just never do it. I just never bother. Because, uh, I don't know, I just... Just never did it. <laughs> it's something wrong. I probably should, because there are some days where, like, I should call in sick. But I don't know. I just never do it because I don't feel like I, I deserve it. Like, I, you know. So yeah in terms of travel it never affected me in terms of i don't i don't i do not know the logistics of of it economically um and i still don't know uh i just know that there's a high chance of us recovering from this financial crisis 
quicker than that of the EU. Mm, so, I don't know. I uh, very much do not know. Uh, uh, what was it called? My what? My uh, I had no opinion on the EU initially, but after this whole COVID thing, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of glad for it. It's not like I'm fully glad for it because I still don't know the implications. Of where I'm reaching, we're, we're talking about political grounds that have never been explored through experience. So we're like this year, the first country to go in then out. Let's see how that goes. Um, yeah, pretty much. Seems good though. Like, man, strange that Boris managed to get it. It's just strange that Boris managed to get a good deal. Uh, no, uh, no one on social media is fucking mentioning this deal because it's that good. Here's when you know the deal was good because none of your left-wing friends on social media is mentioning anything criticizing of it. That's when you know the deal is good. And uh, obviously left-wing people don't fucking like globalization anyway. Um because it's just it's just basically a wide range of capitalism uh, yeah so that brags that happened I never commentated on it but here's my commentary on it but 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 for those of you who watch Whitney Cummings podcast damn that woman like her and Joe Rogan are the two people that prevent the guests from talking as much as they want Damn that one! Stop her. Like she, she's, I think because she's tall, and she's just really successful. That the mentality to get that caused by being tall. Like when you're tall, you have like you're treated as a superior in all regards. Uh, but obviously, she's a woman, so it kind of balances that out. Obviously, because of society, I'm not saying women are inferior, but society makes them out to be historically. She's fucking. I don't know how old she is. Fucking face looks like a mannequin face, honestly. But she's old, and um, it's crazy to just—I think it's just the fact that she's tall, and the fact that she's really successful. The fact that she's tall genuinely um gives people it creates the mentality that puts you in a surrounding where you're feel like you're superior to others like i'm six foot one and i've got a mate who's six foot four and uh he's a person that's a he, he self-admits that he has a superiority complex and i think that mainly comes from the way people treat him because of his height it's not something to do with him but it comes from the way people treat him because of his height and i, I definitely have some level of an ego and it's partly seduced due to that fucking height because of the way people treat me as a reaction to my height they think I'm like there's a certain mindset people have when talking to tall people like I talk to him and I'm like oh fuck I feel inferior because of through height but obviously through talking it's not that bad but like in terms of height so it's and energy transfers through through language and through eye contact and he he's lived that person has lived most of his life like that, so of course he would end up in a superiority complex. Like it's not, it's not his fault, and it's not that big of a superiority complex. He just self-admitted it, so it's not that big if he self-admits it. Um, and aware of it. So yeah, so the height 
and uh, just the fact that you need to have uh, you need to act like you own everything you run shit to be a woman as successful as Whitney Cummings successful sitcom two broke girls a failed sitcom for two seasons called Whitney uh, let's not talk about that but a fucking fantastic comedian uh, many specials just literally the fucking Rolls Royce of female comics at the moment very much so. and now a successful podcast is just like that's the mentality required for success and unfortunately it's transcended within her one-to-one conversation with others um and it, uh, it needs to be fixed up and she's uh i know her co-host benton literally just read out the comments uh who very much sort of reflect what i'm saying she's uh, she asks great questions like well, that's the reason why her podcast is that's one of the attributes why her podcast is great but her her conversation with benton is also, uh, also one of the reasons why the podcast is great and um the the guests the questions that she asked them are great and it's just cool to see the dynamic like there's something very very smile generating about seeing two comedians talk or two funny people talk in a podcast and you know the more we have of that the better that's why tom segura uh, is, uh and uh and uh christina Przyski's podcast um it's so good to uh, your mom's house because it's like two comedians and then they bring other comedians or, or it, people on the same interest level as comedians which generally comedians are very most interesting people uh, I, I don't think I'm that interesting but like world class comedians they're interesting as fuck and yeah pretty much that's just my opinion on the Whitney Cummings podcast we talked about Brexit. We talked about the Whitney Cummings podcast. I love the Whitney Cummings podcast. It's not like I hate it, but it's, it's criticisms that have developed and repeated themselves. I watched the initial episode. I was like, yeah, she's going to fix up. But it turns out that the requirement was for her assistant co-host to read out the comments and opinions. Uh, which is, And she reacted to them and took them like a fucking bullet. Obviously, she, she's a comedian. She's dealt with worse. Um... Yeah. What did we talk about? Spoke about... Well, you spoke about a lot of things. Anyways, this has been episode 28 of the IMO podcast. I'm terribly sorry for making it wrong on the episode 27. This has been episode 28. Uh shows you how dedicated I am to this podcast. <laughs> I'm very tired. I'm running four hours sleep. Excuse me for a minor uh, numbers issue and... Uh, if you're a person who listened to this podcast at the beginning and then heard that it's episode 27 and was like, wait a minute, no, that's episode 27. I'm sorry for confusing you and causing you a headache. Um, pretty much just know that the title was episode 28. Anyways, episode 28 of the IMO podcast has been recorded. I've been your host, Yusuf Musa, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. See you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.